T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Uh, Gary's got Georgia-Auburn, which will uh, obviously have another, you know, we'll have a lot to say about the playoff, too. Alabama can use a little help right now. They would like their buddies at Auburn to help them out, and then they could go visit in a couple of weeks and, you know, uh, help themselves out. First of all, let me get to the LSU-Alabama game and say this, Gary. I don't remember a Saban-Alabama team so helpless on defense. Uh, They were terrible on defense in that game. Well, they were, um, and it just goes to show you that the the modern college game, with the rules, the way they've changed, you know, we've seen them evolve, and we've seen how these colleges have adapted these rules, makes any college defense vulnerable. Um, um, Mike, I kind of draw the equivalent to the allowing the offensive linemen in college football to go three yards downfield. Right. The equivalent to changing college football the way the three-point line changed college basketball. Um, it is just there's no way to defend these, these teams. And a little, I don't even want to call it subtle difference now is, you know, all of these quarterbacks and receivers now, high school football has turned into kind of run-and-shoot basketball on grass. So all of these kids are coming in catching the ball like Odell Beckham Jr. And they're, right. they're you know, one-on-ones, and they're just more comfortable doing it. And the biggest thing, the reasons these college off defenses are having trouble is, you know, the NFL has a salary cap, and you can have one number one receiver, you know, that you pay $20 yep. million to, and then you have a $10 million receiver, then you right. have a third guy. Well, teams like Alabama and LSU, because there's no salary cap, they have three number ones. Yep. They have three guys that they, no one can match up with on the field, and they're impossible to stop when they have that type of quarterback who's experienced like Burrow and two. And, and I don't want to knock Burrow at all, but let me let, let's be honest. Give LSU credit; they gave him easy throw after easy throw. These were not hard throws they were giving him to complete. I mean that they couldn't shut that down all day. They ran the same stuff every time, and whether they were running it, whether they were throwing it, they were. These were very easy throws for him to make. I mean, there was not well, there, there was nothing difficult there. Well, um, you know, Nick is famous for playing his matchup zone defense that he's played forever since his Michigan State days, LSU days, Miami Dolphins, and now at at uh, Alabama. And the advancement of the college offenses that are now mimicking what you know the Saints and the Chiefs and you know Green Bay is doing with the running backs and tight ends lining up all over the field and doing jet motions are confusing a lot of these kids. You know, there were. You saw the one touchdown. Yep. Oh, wide um, open. Alabama's playing. Alabama's playing man defense, yep. and two of the five receivers are not covered. The they uncovered. could have thrown to either yep. guy. Uncovered, and and, yep. and and it's just, you know, I I think I told you last Friday that the keys to the game would be the two running backs, Najee Harris and Clyde Edwards-Helaire, and the way they use these guys, 
They use him like Alvin Kamara now in the NFL, and these defenses cannot hold up. And let's be honest, the only reason, and I think Tua clearly was, uh, again, was anything but right, 100%, right. 100%. He was clearly limping. He was clearly hurting. I mean, there was no and, question. And rusty. And, and a bigger part of it is it, because he elected to have the uh, surgery, Let's just suppose, and this was a long-range decision by Alabama. I don't, I don't know. That's doctor's decision. Okay, because he decided to have the surgery, he had to take 17 days, or well, let's call it 16 days completely off where he did not be in practice at all, where let's say you have a sprained ankle and you limp around and you still practice. You keep in shape, football shape, so he, to me, in the first half was so rusty in that game. Oh. I've never seen him as rusty as he was, and let alone being less than a hundred percent. And then in the second half, uh, why would they? Why would they press the way oh, they I did? I mean, they gave him another touchdown throw. I mean, which was crazy when they're up like oh, that. Why would they press coverage like that and give up that long touchdown? If, uh, well, what I said is. Alabama, excuse me, LSU had a chance to put the nail in Alabama's coffin. And that last touchdown will not be remembered as, you know, a touchdown that didn't, you know, took it from what it was, 12 to 6 or whatever, 5, okay? It will, the score, if this was a 12-point game, Alabama might never get to number 4. But now that last touchdown is going to be similar if you think back to a late touchdown that Florida State scored against Notre Dame back in 93 or 94. Charlie, Charlie Ward hit a touchdown. And then the next week, Notre Dame loses to Boston College, and they could never catch up, even though they beat Florida State. And I think this Alabama team's still alive. I do. And, you know, I, I, and I, I'm telling you, this has got the feel of a 2011 all over again. If they meet again, yep. Alabama will be super motivated. They might not be able to beat them twice. Uh, fascinating. All right. Uh, now, um, the landscape, Georgia, you got them tomorrow. They're still alive. Right. They're still alive. They're at Auburn tomorrow. They can't fall. First of all, let me get to Minnesota for a second. They come up with a great win against Penn State last week. Yeah. They play Iowa this week. They still have Wisconsin. Then they would play Ohio State. If they run the table, they're clearly in the playoffs. Oh, it's not course, even a not course. even a not even a question. But what is your view of them now that they beat Penn State? Um, I think they're a good football team. I don't think they could play the schedule that Auburn has played and have this you know the the record that they have. I mean, when you look at Auburn's schedule, who they've had to play, I, you know, they've had a a one big high profile game and they they won it. And now, um, you know, they got to go to Iowa. They yeah, which is going to be a very tough game for them to win it, tomorrow. It, it very will tough. Be, but yes. I think the question is not so much would Iowa make it undefeated. Of course they would. I mean, back a few years ago, Iowa was going to make it until Michigan No, listen, State Minnesota would absolutely yards. make it undefeated. No question. They the have question three big games be, left. The, the question might be is what if they lose a close game to Iowa and win the Big Ten with one loss? by beating Ohio State, would they still go Big Ten champ one loss? That's the question I have. They're in automatically as undefeated, just like Baylor would probably be, and even though they played a you know, a less than ridiculous schedule. But they still have some opportunity. To me, the, the fascinating thing with the Big Ten, where they're the Big Ten, and they have 
some high-profile teams, Penn State, you know, Minnesota, Ohio State, all good football teams, would their one-loss champion be? Now, that would be an interesting uh, thing for the committee to decide. Now, Georgia's kind of been quiet since their loss. Everyone's kind of, you know, early in the year, everyone loved Georgia, and everyone's right. kind of devalued them. They could put themselves right back on the map tomorrow with a win. Well, of course they could. You know, they, everything's in front of them. They know that they're going to get a chance to play in the SEC championship game against LSU, and, and they totally control their their own spot into the playoffs. The committee will have no say but to put them, and deservedly so, in, into the playoffs uh, as SEC one-loss champs. Uh, the big question will be, if LSU gets there undefeated, are they in win or lose? That's going to be the big question for this committee to decide as they watch it. And I would uh, tell you right now, I would think they are in. If they make the championship game, I think considering the the season they've had, four top ten wins already, uh, winning a game at Alabama, I I do think if they go undefeated and get upset in the championship game, uh, I think they will be in, and I do predict that both teams would be in. Let me ask you the question we're talking with Gary Danson that everyone's asking right now. Do you think Alabama will be in the playoff this year or not? It's funny. They don't need chaos. Everybody says they need chaos to get in. I actually think they'll be in if chalk holds. I, I can't see Oklahoma. or Now, think about this. If Alabama is going to be in the conversation, they will beat Auburn at Auburn. Right. Well, Oregon lost to Auburn on a neutral field. How could you put them in? Right. And, you, and it also, it's their advantage that Tool was hurt for the game. And they're so Alabama. The, well, that yeah, helps too. I, I mean, listen, they're yeah, a six. Was, they're a six-time champion. I mean, they're Alabama. And I, and I think, and I think the people that watched the game said they got off slow. Their team didn't didn't play with their quarterback wasn't a hundred percent. And they still made it an onside kick. Like, listen, that last touchdown that Clyde Edwards-Alaire made, it was a five-point game with that yep. tremendous drive yep. by Joe Burrow. And you can, I'll give you credit, he did have a lot of easy throws. But that last drive, when it was a gut check time, it was a five-point game. There were 101,000 people. That last run by Edwards-Alaire where he had the straight arm, and then Trayvon Diggs went to strip the ball – if Alabama would have hold them to a field goal and made it an eight-point game, I think everybody in that stadium thought Alabama was going to come back and tie that game. So that was a clutch. And I think the people that watch the game is going to say that Alabama is one of the top four teams. Ironically, the only thing that may hurt them, if this was done in a vacuum, let's just suppose nothing ever happened in the past. Like you, you make a good point. Alabama's Alabama. But I think in this case, the committee might get there and say, you know what, this will be the third time that Alabama gets into the playoffs without winning their conference title. If this had happened without that happening previously, I think it's a lock. I think they should be in, but I wonder if the committee gets squeamish about getting Alabama a third entree into the league without winning their division. Interesting. First of all, uh, I don't like to ask you who wins tomorrow, but my point is this. Do you think Georgia has regained what they seem to have lost? Like everyone thought last year late and into this year early that Georgia had arrived, that they were on the level that LSU now clearly is on. Uh, Do you think Georgia can get back to that level? 
They have to prove it to me, honestly. They've played no quarterbacks this year. The story of Georgia's year, they have an, an elite defense, but they've only played really one starting quarterback, Ian Book, all year. Everybody else has gone with second and third string quarterbacks because of injuries. I mean, this will be the first game they actually play against a team starting quarterback, uh, and it's going to be a true freshman again. So they've got great stats, but they've been playing against true freshmen and wide receiver for Kentucky, third string quarterback for South Carolina, even though they lost that game. So uh, I think that they have to prove it to me to tell you the truth. They, they have not, they've shown elite defense. They have not shown the offensive level that they showed in the past two years when they had Chubb and Sony Michelle and a, and a better stable of back. So I think they got a little bit of ways to go and do not sleep on this. I know that people may laugh. If you look at, Auburn's resume, if they beat Georgia and Alabama, and at the end of the year, they will be in the conversation against Oklahoma and Oregon. If the chalk holds, the committee will have to look at Auburn's schedule, the toughest in the country, only two road losses, beating, you know, losing to LSU, losing to Florida, but beating Georgia, beating Alabama. I mean, their resume will be very strong. I would agree with that if they do all that. Uh, if they can win these two games, I mean, that's a heck of a lot. I mean, that, that they've would got be, the be, yeah. They've got the best defense in this conference, and I would argue the best defense in college football. Talking with Gary Danson, if an NFL guy calls you up and says, Gary, you've been around this kid a lot. Right. Uh, should I come make a visit to see this borough? What do you tell him? You know, as Greg, far as the pros. Brad, Brad had a tremendous line, and I, you know, I didn't want to step on it because it, it's a good line, and he, he, he met the moment when he said that that uh, quarterback draw or zone keep you know, was his Heisman moment. But to me, he didn't need a Heisman moment. He's had a Heisman game and a Heisman season, and um, to me, he remotes, reminds me of Kenny Anderson. Um, wow. The way he played, that's who's that's style. A high, that's a high compliment. He was a great player for Cincinnati. He sure was. He's from Ohio, if Cincinnati gets the first pick, they may take him over too. And I think well, I, think, I don't think Tua wants to go to. I don't think Tua wants to go to Cincinnati anyway. I don't think he wants any part of it. Well, He'd be thrilled. I yeah. I don't. I don't know if Tua's have a choice. Now, I think Tua is a generational quarterback, and I think at the next level he'll be uh, a. a I think he will be a phenom at the next so level. Do I. So that's so do how I. good Joe. I think that's he's how going good to be a, Joe has played. Uh, that's good that because uh, I think too is going to be a big star. I just worry about this. Am I ever going to see him healthy? Well, this second he's had a knee and two ankles now, and that's that, a that lot. May that may be the deciding point. You may have hit on it. Yeah, I'd be worried. Listen, I my theory has always been I made this about Zion last year. I said he worries me because he's going to always get hurt. My theory's always been football or basketball. If they get hurt in college, they're definitely going to get hurt in the pros. Yeah, I, but I I got to tell you this, Mike. They do not hit professional quarterbacks as much as they hit college quarterbacks. They protect them much more. I would think it'd be easier to stay healthy in the pro game nowadays than it used to be. I would hope so, but he would worry me. His injury prone. Listen, I think he's an incredible player, and I think he's one of the most accurate quarterbacks I've ever seen. But yep. uh, he, uh, he is he's as accurate. I mean, I thought Troy Aikman was about as accurate as I had seen. This guy's as accurate as Troy Aikman. I mean, to me, he reminds me of Steve Young. That's who he reminds me of. I think he's well, the I think he's, the, you know, I think he's the next funny. Steve Young, but he actually is even a better thrower. 
Always a better thrower coming out of college. Than no Steve question. Young. You can't no argue. Question. But I'll yeah. tell you who he reminds me of, the way he throws the ball. and see, He reminds me of Kurt Warner, the way he throws the ball down. Yeah, he's a beautiful, you're right. He's a beautiful thrower. Beautiful, beautiful thrower. Beautiful throw. I totally agree. Uh, so uh, Burrow Heisman, I agree with you. Um, and obviously, a lot of a lot of stuff to play. Is the SEC shocked about LSU this year? Of course, you know. I mean, we we've been hearing the story that LSU is going to change and change and change and change, and they finally found the right combination of players. They've got three fantastic receivers. They've got a NFL running back playing in there and Clyde Edwards Alaire. Who cares how tall a running back is, right? I mean, who yes. cares about that? So yeah, they they they're not they're not a great defense. They're just not. They don't have an inside. No, they're I mean, not as Auburn, good as their other defenses. I agree. No, they're not. No, and they and and this Auburn defense has two, you know, highly drafted defensive tackle and slash guys. Nobody has in the league. I don't even know in the country if anybody has anything close to Marlon Davidson and Derek Brown here, the two guys we've been playing. How good is the Georgia? How good is the game. How good is the Georgia tackle? Is he legitimately top player? Oh yeah, Thomas. Oh, absolutely. Thomas and Wilson, the two edge tackles. Everybody raves when you watch them on tape. They had a tremendous game against Florida. They handled the two edge rushers. It's going to be a great. Might be one of the few times that you could do a game and keep your camera inside in the pit and enjoy the game as much as anything you've seen. Thanks very much, Gary. We'll talk next week. Thank you. You got it. Thank All you. All right, Gary Danielson, back after this. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.